I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's talk a little college football with Ben Kirchival from CBS Sports. He's back on the mahogany waxing up. How you been, Ben? Been great, Scotty. How about you? I'm good. So I wanted to start with like these uh, games that you wrote about and, and do those, and then I'll ask you some of mine, all right? Um, yes, sir. Let's start with that uh, Utah State-LSU game because I, I am interested in that game. That number went from 25 to 28. Bottom line is is that I get it. Uh, LSU's loaded, uh, more talented, more athletic, more everything, but Utah State is a decent football team. I mean, legitimately decent, and they mean business. They have the same record. I know they don't play the same type of schedule, but, I mean, giving them four touchdowns, I mean, seriously, that's a decent team. Do you think LSU blows them out by, like, you know, 29, 30, 35 points? Seriously? Yeah, yeah that's a lot, especially given, too, that I think this is a classic look-ahead game with Florida coming up next week. Um, Utah State, like you said, not the type of team – that you can sleep on. I think if you even dive further into it, Jordan Love is their quarterback. And this is a kid who, if he's not on people's radar yet, he needs to be. Um, he doesn't play in a power conference, so not he's not a household name to a lot of people. But for the past year or so, I mean, he's really been tearing it up. Uh, he was wiped out last year. He's been, you know, g- good this year. It's um, six touchdowns through four games. Uh, second in the Mountain West in total yards uh, per game that he uh, averages over 300. Uh, big kid, too, 6'4", 225, good arm, uh, good receivers to throw to. And they play a style of offense that is similar to LSU's in terms of the tempo that they use. Um, I think with the, the injuries that LSU has on defense, especially up front, uh, you're talking about another team that wants to run tempo that makes it harder to get in and out of personnel shifts. You've got to be comfortable with what you have on the field defensively. Right. Utah State is able to uh, exploit other power conference teams. They took weight force to the wire uh, in week one this year. So, like you said, I think I, I, our line on that one when we first did it was maybe like 25 and a half. You said it's jumped up to about four touchdowns. That is an awful lot. Uh, to give LSU there. I think LSU wins that game. They might even win it comfortably by like, you know, 20, 21 points. I, I would not take them to cover in this game. You even like the uh, Aggies at 26 and a half is what you uh, yeah. had on here. So listen, I love the, no pun intended, the kid love. Uh, he's huge. And, you know, uh, I think he's got some liabilities. The offense isn't that great, like who he's throwing to, et cetera. But I agree with you that he's exciting uh, to watch play and maybe he'll make a game of it. Uh, uh, that's what I'm hoping for. By the way, I wanted to mention one other thing. You mentioned the wake game. Can you even believe that the Deacon team's five and oh? Actually, I can. Dave Clawson is low-key, like, one of the best coaches in the country. They, they are, Scotty, 9-1, and one, I think, in their last, like, 10 games or something like that. I mean, or, or, or something like that away from home. He's been very, very good dating back in the last year. Um, Jamie New, uh, Newman is a quarterback. Uh, ever since they really went with him, I mean, he's been taking over. He's another, he's another big kid, too, and they, they love – sort of that really slow mesh zone read look with him. And then they've just got receivers for days. 
that Clawfence has just been operating at a really high level over the past couple of years. And they just churn out like, you know, borderline NFL quality wide receivers uh, with good quarterback play. You know, when we, when, in the ACC, we know Clemson's the best team. And, and so there's sort of this debate more, of, okay, well, who's that number two? Is it Virginia? Is it somebody else? I think Wake absolutely has a has a case to be that number two. Team. So, uh, Van Kerchival with us. Uh, I like that Oklahoma State-Texas Tech game in Lubbock. Uh, Jed Duffy, we'll see what he can do now. They're at home, and uh, they got size. You wrote about it on their, uh, you know, outside. They can throw the ball up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they have a shot against Oklahoma State, a team that's 4-1, and one, Tech's 2-2? Two and two. But I think that game, you know, being at home, I think it makes it very interesting. And, and Oklahoma State's land double digits. Yeah, you know, Texas Tech, that, that Lubbock magic that has always sort of been associated with them at home, it's, it's been gone in more recent years, but they've played better at home. And I think giving Jet Duffy practice with the ones this week, he's a more mobile guy. It makes it a little bit harder for defenses to defend on both of those aspects of it. And uh, look, he, he's got some skill. He's just never been the full-time starter. Uh, that length down the field, um, is, is really going to be key for them. The thing is, is Oklahoma State has some physical cornerbacks. So I think there's going to be a lot of 50-50 balls that they have to win, uh, some tight windows that they're going to have to, to get some victories on. The big thing, though, for me, is if Texas Tech is going to have a chance to win this game, it's actually, this is probably the liability part of it, is it's actually going to have to come on defense because Chuba Hubbard is the best running back in college football that maybe nobody's talking about right now. He leads the country in total yards. He's not going to put up the Barry Sanders individual numbers from his Heisman winning year, but, man, he's going to put up a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. He's a future probably two-contract NFL guy. And look, Texas Tech, not a great defense, especially not against the run. But we think about Oklahoma State as this, you know, throw it around, throw a bunch of passes, wide-open offense. Mike Gundy has really fallen in love with Hubbard as running back. I, I think if Oklahoma State's going to come out, survive and advance on the road, he's that type of grinder, third, fourth quarter guy you want to let it ride with. So you like uh, Boston College on the road at Louisville. I, I do. This is this was one of those weird things for me because Boston College is coming off that really bad loss to Kansas. It wasn't just that they lost to Kansas. I mean, they got annihilated by Kansas. But the big thing for Boston College this year, I think part of the reason why you're seeing them taking that step back, they don't have that pass rush. They lost Zach Allen from a year ago. Uh, they really took some some big hits along that defensive line. But Louisville's, they're really more of a run-heavy team. They're not a passing team. And very quietly, I, I don't think the numbers suggest that they are that far apart from one another, even though you know, Louisville would be favored in this game by about a touchdown. I think Boston College defensively has started to play better. We mentioned Wake a little bit earlier in the segment. Uh, they lost last week to Demon Deacons, but it was really close, and they played about three really good quarters of defense. I think you get uh, A.J. Dillon uh, in that backfield. They have another guy that they're very comfortable with, too. Ground and pound. I, I think B.C. grinds out one of those really ugly, maybe like two, three-point wins on the road. Minnesota's undefeated. They're at home against Illinois, but all their games have been tight, and you think Illinois is going to cover that big number. Yeah, I, I do. Minnesota, 4-0, but I, you know, they're one of those teams, Scotty, where you know the line sometimes between like 1-3 and three and 4-0 and is like really small. That, that, to me, is what Minnesota is. The line between for them being a possibly like 6-16 six and 16 
a nine and three team is re- the margin is so thin for them. And, uh, and you know, for, I think one thing that Illinois has done really well this year is they've created a lot of uh, chaos, havoc in the backfield. Uh, their, their defensive front is really formidable. They get into the backfield, and you're going against a Minnesota offense that, you know, I think has put up some good numbers against some lesser defenses. But I think against a conference division, a divisional opponent, no less, I think Illinois is going to have some success with this. If this were in Champaign, I would be tempted to take Illinois straight up. But I think if you give me a two-touchdown dog uh, against uh, Minnesota on the road, I think Illinois has got the defense to cover that. You're taking the Beavers at the Rose Bowl against UCLA because after UCLA had that upset of Washington State, uh, they really kind of uh, – I mean, it was bad against Arizona. Yeah. They blew the end of that game. Yeah, they really did. And, you know, I, you go back to that Washington State game – where, they, where UCLA won, they scored 50 second-half points. Well, you know how that happened? Because Washington State turned the ball over six times and gave away two special teams touchdowns. I mean, that, that is how you lose a game every single time. And when you look at UCLA's body of work outside of those final, not even 30 minutes, final 18 minutes, the reality is, is they haven't been any better. They haven't been improved at all. And now you're bringing uh, a, an Oregon State rushing offense into this game that is really formidable, a little bit banged up, but I think on the bend. And they can run the ball. And, and you're going putting that against a UCLA defense that hasn't really you know, proved that it can do a whole lot. I certainly don't trust that Chip Kelly offense that it's turned a corner yet. So I, I, to me, that's one of those plays where even though Oregon State is, is not a very good football team. I think they've been much improved from a year ago. The winds just haven't fallen. I, I think the Beavers straight up at UCLA is actually probably a, a little bit on the safer side if you want to take a dog. Ben Kirchival with us from CBS Sports. I got to ask you, uh, Tennessee, you wrote about Fulmer is not going to go down on the sideline and coach, and that he believes in Pruitt. I got to tell you on this show, I've said many times, Ron in Knoxville, I've said it over and over. At this point, it's been such a disaster what's gone on in Knoxville with everything with their football program has been so embarrassing uh, with the, uh, you know, going through like 11 names for the coach. I mean, it was so bad. And and in my view, they shouldn't change anything. They should just for once, even if they're losing, just stick with this guy through thick and thin because their constant change, I think, is only making it worse. And I agree that they should keep him in that job and not have Phil Fulmer come down. I I brought it up. Should Phil Fulmer uh, get back into coaching? And I think the answer is no. and And you believe that as well? Well, yeah, and I would also say this. You mentioned the constant turnover. You know, if you tally up bad hires, and we'll find out if, if, if Pruitt is a bad hire for Tennessee in, you know, in time, but if you add up bad hires, those sit your program so much further back than a good hire can propel you. And now Tennessee's gone on two, three, you know, hires in a row where it just hasn't worked out. But every time you make that change after – two years, three years, you've hit the reset button for another three to four, maybe even five years before you're able to get back to where you even want to get again. So just because you you have that turnover, it doesn't always mean that it's, it's going to be better the next time. It's easy to fire the guy. Getting the next one who's actually going to be able to do something for you is much harder. And I will say this for Pruitt. He's recruiting well. They're, they are very young. 
I think they have some really good freshmen that are going to do some nice things for them in a couple of years. They don't have a quarterback right now. They're in, in a division that is now dominated by Georgia and Florida. It's, it's going to take them four years before they're able to get back to where they're even close to where they want to be. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think you got to stick with Pruitt. I don't know if he's the long-term answer, but you, you, you have to give him a fair shake. This, this one and a half and done – not going to do it for you. Yeah, and I'll probably get their ass beat by Georgia, I would think. And then who do you like yeah. in that uh, Michigan State-Ohio State game in Columbus under the lights? Oh, Ohio State. Just be going mean, to no problem, lay the 20? Yeah, I'll, I'll lay the 20 on that one. I, You know, their, their defense is so good. Chase Young, I think, is the best player in college football, offense or defense. I, I think he's the best player. They have more first-round guys in that defensive secondary Justin Fields has been everything that I think people wanted him to be. They have wide receivers for days, good running back, good line play. Michigan State has a really hard time blocking. Michigan State's best hope is that Ohio State plays down, and then when they use tempo with offense, I think Michigan State can have some success. But you're going to tell me that Spartans haven't been able to block anybody for four years. You're going to put them up against Chase Young on the road? No. I think I'm going to take Ohio State. Back. You're the man, Ben. Great stuff as always. It's good having you on a bench. Thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio. Enjoy the games this weekend. All right. Take care, Scott. All right. Ben Kerchival, CBS Sports College football writer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.